This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, you're listening to KLT and KLT HD2, an Odyssey station. The 8 at 8, the Ocho. Let's get these eight stories going. One. All right, let's start with the Texans. Texans-Ravens, 3.30 tomorrow, right here on Sports Radio 610. As Seth pointed out, 12.30 Texans countdown. We will be live at the Texans watch party for Texans countdown. And um, we hope to see you out there. It should be fun. Uh, Certainly will be a little warmer than it's been uh, earlier this week, so we hope to see you out there. Injury report, starting D-line. Ready to go. Grenard, Will Anderson, Sheldon Rankins, Malik Collins, all with no label on them, no questionable, no doubtful, no out, most importantly. They are all good to go, ready to go. Probably hurting a little bit, especially in the ankles for the two defensive ends. But Texans injury report is about as clean as you could hope for this yeah, time. Yeah, year. it really is. Yeah, the Will Anderson and John Grenard, um, just the biggest question there is, you know, they're good to go, but how good to go are they? Will certainly looked Pretty damn good to go last week. Jonathan Grenard left the game at one point, um, so I don't know if that's you know you know how ankles go. Yeah, you can just sometimes you, you tweak it and it feels like you re-injured the whole thing altogether, and then it's fine again afterwards. So Grenard is our player in the player spotlight tomorrow. Oh, that's right, and it's nine minutes long. That's a long interview He's for a an player spotlight. Innings, it's the longest one of the season. So I wouldn't. I don't think he would have done a nine-minute sit-down with Drew Doherty if he was like truly kind of in that place where like, man, I don't know if I can go. Like, yeah, you know. What's his connection to Lamar Jackson? They went to Louisville together. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, they were teammates. Oh, were they? I didn't realize Grenard was that, was that old. Because Grenard was at Louisville and then transferred to... To Florida for his last year. I guess, you know what it's it is? He's a grad transfer. You know what it is? I forget that Lamar Jackson is that young. Yeah. Because it feels like he's been in the league forever, doesn't it? And he also yeah. looks like he's 40. Yes. So, yeah. like, yeah, I, I, that... Kind of blows my mind that those guys were teammates together. Lamar drafted in 2018. Grenard drafted in 2020. Yeah. So they crossed over by a few years. I'm sure that'll be part of the interview tomorrow. Two. Oh, quickly, by the way, too, Marlon Humphrey, cornerback, out for the Ravens. We'll we'll dig into this game a whole lot more, I promise, in the next couple hours. Number two, though, Bobby Slowick, Texans offensive coordinator. After disclosing on Wednesday that he had not had any interviews yet with the several teams that have requested permission to interview him. News dropping from Adam Schefter yesterday that Bobby Slowick has indeed conducted, Seth, two Zoom interviews with potential head coaching jobs for him. Carolina Panthers, Tennessee Titans. Panthers are of no threat or consequence you to us. You said earlier you would lose respect for Bobby Slowick if he took the Panther job. I would, I yeah. would. I would feel like he... I, I would feel like... If I were a, like a girl like in college whose roommate was going on like kind of a, a, a binge of low morals and stuff, I would be like, I'd like sit, I'd be like, girl, what are you thinking, girl? Why are you dumpster diving? Why are you? Yeah, <laughs> you're better than him mm-hmm. and him and him mm-hmm. and that guy and that thing. You're be- girl. That's what I would say to Bobby Slow. What would you say to him about the Tennessee Titans? I said, hmm. 
I don't know, girl. I'd be careful. Mm-hmm. I'd be careful. Mm-hmm. He's got he's he's got an ex who seems kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Mike Vrabel. It, like, he seems like a little bit. <laughs> he is. Yeah, that's He true. might not want to say goodbye. Vrabel's a crazy, crazy ex. ex. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Now, the good news is Vrabel, it looks like, might find love with somebody else this cycle. You know, it might be he's no longer a threat because he's falling oh, yeah, in he love with totally Seattle. He totally never still simultaneously stalk I, I his I don't ex. think Vrabel holds yeah. a grudge. Guy who was once arrested for stealing beer in a convenience store who somehow got his Super Bowl ring stolen in Westview. He seems like a real stand-up guy. Yeah. My favorite is when you position it as him getting his purse stolen in West. He got his purse snatched his purse in West. Snatched, yes. He well, he basically got his chain snatched mm-hmm. in West. U. Yeah. Yeah. Not like I know every now and then something goes down in Kirby Village, which is weird, but still, like like in West. U, you know, like in the residential area. There. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that kind of thing yeah. goes down. Uh, what do you think about Kirk? Uh, Kirk? Now, actually, to be clear, I don't even know if it was in Westview. That's it might have been Bel Air. Yeah. Sorry, Westview Police Department. Sorry, everybody. I, I pulled you all into the fiction I had in my brain without dis- disclaiming that. Dude, yeah. you might be getting closer to that lawsuit settlement. <laughs> That's going to be my proof. Says living a, in an Alzheimer's fantasy world. Right a slowly now. degrading yeah, radio man. performance over the course of six yeah. to 12 months. <laughs> Brandy's like rubbing her hands together listening right now. Um, Cliff Kingsbury is reportedly interviewing with the Chicago Bears mm. to be their offensive coordinator, which many are reading as a big tell that Caleb Williams is going to be the first pick in the NFL draft by the Chicago Bears. He's going to have to talk some smack about Kyler Murray if he's going to get that job because they did not ever progress much further beyond uh, just trying to be some kind of facsimile of his Texas Tech offense. Uh, and like that's just it wasn't an NFL offense. They just kept bringing in more wide receivers to try to throw athleticism at the problem. Um, and was it that Kyler Murray wasn't willing to learn, or was it that Cliff Kingsbury didn't know what to teach him? I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting take. He might have to throw Kyler Murray under the bus to get this job. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I would say where he might not have to is that Cliff Kingsbury could say, like, look, I was the head coach. If all I'm focused in on is just calling plays, I'm not saying it's true. No, no, I'm no. just trying. I'm, 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 thinking I'm that. workshopping. I'm, like, I'm thinking... <laughs> I'm thinking of you being Cliff Kingsbury with that strategy and me, me, uh, one of the McCaskies, looking at your resume with your Texas Tech record on it. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, as a head coach. Yeah. Dude, honestly, can anybody, can anybody please just stop for a minute and think about the fact that an NFL team hired Cliff Kingsbury to be a head coach yeah. in the NFL after he hadn't had a winning season in the previous how many years? Five, six, whatever Five. it was. Like, yeah. what? What the hell? Yeah. What the hell he was, was going on? How the hell am I going to prove I've got Alzheimer's someday when when you got actually viable NFL right, owners hiring right. Cliff Kingsbury right. to be there? He sh- you just have a That's touch of dude it. that should be in a lawsuit for his uh, his mental he capacities. Should. Maldonado versus Kingsbury. His family should be suing him to to prove that he's incompetent. Absolutely. But that would be my excuse if I were him. Like, look, if, well. all, if all I'm focused on is just calling my ball plays, yeah, then I'll be fine. I don't have all this other stuff that goes with being a head coach. I won't be distracted. I like at Texas Tech where I was magnificent. Yeah. Um, next. Four. Bill O'Brien. <laughs> the hits keep on coming. Bill O'Brien, new offensive coordinator at The Ohio State University. Yeah, Ryan which Day. is uh, weird because I, I, I haven't dug into this at all. I just know that Brian Hartline was the kind of offensive coordinator. Yeah. On again, off again, 
like Ryan Day said, I just can't quit you. Uh, but now I guess he's permanently demoted to passing game coordinator, and Bill O'Brien's the head honcho now. And, and I guess Ryan Day, I, boy, this is interesting. I, I wonder about the personality types and control of the offense and all of that. This, this sometimes does not – this doesn't go as – I feel like these guys might have gotten together for a coffee or a beer and thought, like, you know what, we should team up and join forces. It'll be cool. Well, Ryan, It sounds really cool on your ninth <laughs> beer, but, man, I don't know. I think they might get along well. Remember Ryan Day was the one we – we may have to find this audio, Ben, for later in the show. Remember Ryan Day was the one who was visibly agitated with Lou Holtz. After the win over Notre oh, that's Dame. Right. Yeah, Remember? talk smack Where's about an old man. Where is that's he? That's right. Where is he? I'll take on that old man. Yeah. You think I'm scared? I'm not scared yeah, of Lou Holtz. This actually might be bad. Like if you have Ryan if that's what Ryan Day is, and this and we know what Bill O'Brien is, yeah. that someone might die. That might be Thunderdome in Columbus. I feel like O'Brien would at least pick worthy adversaries. Like yeah, like uh, I feel like like Ryan Day feels like you pick a rap battle with Moby or something. So, but like uh, like I feel like <laughs> O'Brien would O'Brien would actually you know I love that. So do you think O'Brien's last three jobs since leaving here? OC under Nick Saban, OC under Bill Belichick. Now he's an OC under Ryan Day. Do you think part of him taking these jobs is with the hope that what just happened in Alabama and New England happens at these places, which is they decide to move on? Either yeah. the head coach himself decides to move on or the team decides to move on from the head coach and somehow O'Brien weasels his way into that job? No, I think he honestly... Okay, there's there's two parts here. If I set aside the petty for a moment. Yeah. Um, I do think that O'Brien, because he's talked about this and it's actually like he's given some really good interviews about this. I think there is that part of him that's like, like when he took that first job as a quality control guy or it was like a glorified quality control guy in, in New England, it was for a huge pay cut. And it was it was a way it was a it was like a special assistant or something like that. Um, he was it, investing in himself at the time. He was yeah. an offensive coordinator at a Division One program, and he decided to go take like a lower level coaching position yeah. and, and right to invest in himself and <laughs> yep. to learn. So I do think that it's part yeah, it's good positioning and it's it's a good situation and to hopefully springboard to something else. But I do also think that he he genuinely likes learning from really smart people. So I think when he gets together with these guys on their interviews. It probably goes really well because he is a very he's a very very bright guy um, when it comes to scheming uh, and all of that, those parts of football. I think I think there's a bit of a I, from just the way his offense is operated. I felt like there was more of a teaching issue um, and an execution issue. Maybe sometimes biting off more than you could chew mm-hmm. schematically versus what players could handle. Um, but the actual football philosophy side of things. I think that people probably really enjoy talking to him. Yeah, no, I bet so, he's a great I mean, interview. So him and Ryan Day together might end up actually being a really good combo. Yeah, and he's going to have a ton of talent. Like, he, yeah, like it. I feel like I just had five beers with him. <laughs> five. All right, this is from you Chandler. You got a place to stay tonight, Slugger? Chandler <laughs> Roman Ken Rosenthal. Never been with an Irishman. The Athletic. Is, wait, is Ryan Day Irish, too? Is there that? He looks Irish. He's got those rosy cheeks. Yeah. You people. Um... They're my people. They're my people. Just, yeah. um, what do you think of the Astros reportedly trying to sign free agent closer and former Astro farmhand, by the way, Josh Hader, mm-hmm. considered one of the best closers in baseball? Bullpen is an issue for the Astros. I just um, I didn't have them paying $20 million a year for multiple years for a closer on my Astro bingo card this offseason. Man, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like if... I was a staunch Ryan Presley defender for a long, 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 long time. Um, this year, the numbers dropped. Uh, you know, in regular season because he's never been. A, he's never been a classic closer. 
which I was a okay with. I was cool with. A lot of people just want a guy that comes in, hammer, and just absolute monster. Yeah, I was cool with it. You know, but like this year, you can see the beginning of the end for Ryan Presley. Uh, like, yeah, I'm all for it. I say, um, I say to hell with Jim Crane's money. I don't care how he spends it. Uh, except if, they do have this little problem of the CBT. Well, yeah. if, but if he's ready to go over, then that's yeah. cool. Like, if he's ready, that's the key. Yeah, is he ready to go over? Yeah. To to recapture and reclaim like whatever remains of this specific window. It's not a yeah. salary cap. Like doing this doesn't then prevent you from making yeah. other moves as long as you're willing to pay the tab. What's the TV? But the TV deal isn't as lucrative as it could be, right? Their current one. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got a lot of money, man. If you're just ready to go pay the ticket, then you know pay the ticket. Six. Um, hard knocks. The three teams who could be forced to do hard knocks have now been determined, obviously, because the season is over. Yeah, You can get forced to do hard knocks if you haven't made the playoffs in two years, mm-hmm. if you haven't been on hard knocks in the last ten. And if you had five beers with Bill O'Brien. And if you have five beers with Bill yeah. O'Brien. Oh, or if you have a first-year head coach. Okay. Chicago, Cleveland, New Orleans. I'm just pissed off. Those are the three teams. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the three teams. It's got to be Chicago. I think so. If they draft Caleb Williams, Was right? this last year the first year a team was forced to do it? The Jets were forced to do it, right? The Jets right? were forced. I'm guessing it, others. They usually been... find somebody to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. Um, but if you had to choose. I would you... choose Chicago. Well, I would actually like the Browns, but I think the league just consciously tries to stay away from Desha- Deshaun Watson. Now. I know. That's um, why I would like that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, but you know how it goes, though. The star players usually aren't a huge part of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the boy, with Dennis Allen and whatever their quarterback plan is and all that, I just I feel more juice. And there's just way more juice in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, who knows? Yeah, and who knows what? They're either going to have a young rookie or Justin Fields or whatever, so there's a lot more intrigue going into yep. it. Yep. Seven. Um, according to X, formerly known as Twitter. Oh, real quick. Yeah. Plus your your buddy, the GM there. Ryan Poles. Is going to be Dude, all over Dude, he that. would kill to be on Hard Knocks. It's going to be just like the Browns' Hard knock. Yes, with Dorsey. Dorsey was just all about being up in that camera. Yep, yeah. yep. So you'll Take either... it back. I don't want the <laughs> Not a Ryan Poles guy. Um, according to X and the algorithm and people tweeting things like, I hate you and yeah. most despise... Draymond Green is the most despised player in the NBA. It's an incredible shock. Yeah. Does that pass the smell test for you? It smells as bad as Draymond looks like he smells. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I I was amongst those probably in whichever algorithm and however many emails they secretly spied on to get that information. Yeah, I'm not a huge Draymond Green fan. Draymond Green, one. LeBron James, two. Oh. That that young fella? Kevin Durant, Durant, three. A child. KD passes the smell test. KD's uh, Durant's behind LeBron though, huh? Yeah, Durant, and then John Morant four because of ver- yeah. Ja's various pretty issues. Good getting up, that's pretty impressive that he got up that high. Ja, he's not like he's not like the fourth most. Yeah, he's yeah. not the fourth most recognizable basketball player. James Harden fifth. Oh boy, that's a whole lot. You know what? I I feel like I don't know if there's as much widespread hatred for James Harden around the league as much as it is in Philadelphia, especially. It is a focused hate. And yeah. nobody hates quite like Philadelphia hates, ironically enough, the city of brotherly love. Amy and I are going to James Harden's return to Philadelphia in March. Oh, in just for March. that? Just to enjoy well, the We're going hate. on a trip. Amy's big Christmas present yeah. was a trip to New York to see Billy Joel Yeah, on a Thursday night in late Ooh. March. But they, the Sixers play the Clippers the night before in Philadelphia on Wednesday. So we're going down to that game. Okay. Got to be there for That's that. That's going to be fun. Yeah, we get, to, tra- we get to boo take, with Philly fans. Do you take the train down? We are going to drive down, I believe. Oh, okay. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so we, 
So, but like booing with Philly fans, that's like running through the streets of Barcelona with the Bulls. It you is know, really. It's like an Pamplona. Is it? Is Philly more hateful than Boston? Uh, um, well, if you take race out of it. Um, if you they're take definitely the more hateful than Boston. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boston, uh, it's, it's a complicated a different, hate different, different type of hate, allegedly, yeah, up in Boston. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a complicated okay. hate. So just for more sports hate, like Philly. your classic sports hate. Philly, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've basically lived in both, like, in or near both places in mm-hmm. my lifetime. I have relatives from both places. They're all hateful people. But the Philly ones are more hateful. Absolutely. All right, let's get... Eight, number eight is Max Picks, yes, because it's... Uh, that's what we do on Fridays. It's 8.15 on a Friday. Um, those are your eight at eight right there. Eight stories to get you going. We'll do five reasons I hate you uh, shortly. Speaking of hate, um, but somebody who does, like, there's no hate when it comes to this guy. He's the owner and founder of Gallery Furniture. We do max picks. This is big. This is the divisional round of the postseason. And so we got to get max picks for the postseason. But if you've been listening on the station here, big promotion going on right now for you fans of the local football team here in the next 24 hours or so that you can take advantage of. Mac, tell the people about it. They do have big motivation. If the team from Houston beats the team from Baltimore on Saturday, you come out to Gallery Furniture by $4,000 or better. Uh, mattress, Sean, or mattress and uh, adjustable base, or you buy a $6,000 room full or house full of furniture. If our hometown team wins a big game in Baltimore on Saturday, you purchase free, free, free. Lots of excitement. I hear lots of people buying. So if you hadn't uh, gotten this promotion yet, drive out to Gallery Furniture. Three locations or buy online either way, and we'll get that furniture delivered to you today in time for the big game. You'll watch the big game in total comfort, and if our team wins, it's free, free, free. Love that. Love that Mac's all over these the Houston teams and getting people behind them even more than they are right now to win. All right, Mac, let's get to the picks. We'll get to our hometown team last year. We'll finish up with them, but let's start with the late game on Saturday. you got Green Bay in San Francisco. San Francisco laying nine and a half. Who do you got? Nine and a half. That sounds like another team I know. Uh, I'm going with the uh, upset. I'm taking uh, the Green Bay Packers. I love that. I love Jordan Love and Packer action right there. Love that. All right, let's get to the Sunday games, the early game, Tampa Bay in Detroit. This is a battle of two upstarts here, and Detroit uh, is, uh, you know, they've not experienced a lot of success, Mac. Detroit favored over the course of their history. Favored by six and a half. Who do you got? Got to go with Detroit. Uh, Too much speed for Tampa Bay, although I really admire Tampa Bay. They're kind of like a hometown team. They're overachieving. Good for them. Absolutely, and they got a lot of Texas guys on that team, too. Let's get to the primetime game on Sunday. Chiefs going on the road for the first time in the playoffs in the Patrick Mahomes era, facing the Bills. Bills minus two and a half. Who do you got? Got to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be cold up there, but the Chiefs are used to it. That's Buffalo's main advantage, and I think Mahomes is uh, slightly better than Josh Allen. Should be a great game, but i got to go with Mahomes. All right, and the last one, Mac, hometown team, team from right here in Houston, headed up to Baltimore. You just alluded to it, 9.5. Baltimore minus 9.5. Who do you got? Got to go with our boys from Houston. It's uh, definitely uh, a feel-good story for all of us in the city. They've done a great job turning things around this year, and Let's face it, they're on a roll, and the uh, the other team's quarterback has had some problems in playoff games. He's 1-3. Our guy's 1-0, so I'm rolling with the hometown boys. Let's do it. And you said it's a feel-good story, and people are going to feel really good if they get behind our hometown team and they buy furniture, buy a mattress at Gallery Furniture this weekend. Tell them about it again, Mac. The purchase is free, free, free. Buy a mattress, 4,000-plus, Tempur-Pedic. Buy an adjustable base, sleep great for years to come. Buy a room full, house full of furniture, 6,000-plus. Get it delivered before the big game on Saturday. Come out today, all day Friday, while uh, the deals are the best and the inventory is the best. Buy that furniture. Our boys win the game. Your purchase is free, free, free. It's the deal of a lifetime. 
Don't miss it. Yeah, don't miss it. Mac putting those promos out there, getting us behind the Houston teams. Love that. Mac, enjoy the games this weekend, and we'll talk next week. Let's go red and blue. Thank you. All right, thanks, Mac. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's a Football Friday Playoff Edition on Sports Radio 610. Here's Payne and Pendergast. Okay, real quick, my wife just sent me my wife just sent me a picture of a letter that one of her students wrote. They're writing thank you letters to CJ Stroud. Aww. <laughs> in her first grade class or one of the first grade classes. That's a good idea. Yeah. Good idea by uh, by Amy. Dear CJ Stroud, hi. I wanted to thank you for working hard for Houston. It means a lot to me when you recognize your teammates. Wow. This is like first grade. First grade. Yeah. I also want you to know that I love you very much. Uh, Sincerely, Melanie. I recognize Melanie's vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah. Let's acknowledge Melanie real quick, Ben. Can we give Acknowledge. You spelled recognize? <laughs> you did. I can barely spell recognize. Two C's in there, right? Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and an S. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Um, that's but- a good idea. That's that's smart by Amy because she can indoctrinate those kids into being Texans fans, which is job security for you. Huge job security for me and for yeah. her. And they do you know what a lot of the teachers are doing now too? They're using sports as a way to teach math. Oh. If my math teachers had done that, I yeah. would have been a sports fan way earlier than I actually became one. Yeah. They were doing it in like kindergarten. You probably would have built a better nuclear bomb eventually. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's probably good they didn't do it. Kept me in a nice safe job like this one. Um, all right, let's get to the five reasons. Five reasons I hate you. Baltimore edition. John McClain is joining us in the next segment. John couldn't join us on Wednesday. 
So he's joining us today. Five Reasons I Hate You, Baltimore edition. Let's get this bad boy moving. Here's number five. Jacoby Jones. Did you guys know that the Ravens are trotting out Jacoby Jones as their Ravens legend yeah. for this game? He's basically the guy that I don't know what they uh, do up there. They throw a crab in boiling water or something at the beginning. Like They, they blow a foghorn. Oh, like horn. the ritual? Yeah. Like our cannon? Right, yeah. yeah. I don't know what they do. Yeah. This is actually a... They murder a terrapin, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Pull the head off of a... Yeah. Um, this is actually a decent chess move, which is why I hate it so much, because not only is Jacoby Jones a hero of their most recent Super Bowl run yeah. 11 years ago, he is also the author of one of the, I would say, in postseason Texans history, for sure, one of the three or four worst moments the punt that yeah. bounced off his face early in a game against the Ravens of all teams. Yeah, yeah. Handed the yeah. Ravens a touchdown well, in a game exactly, that wound up yeah. a seven-point game. They know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. They know exactly what they're doing. Bastards. Now, it is. like They also are probably hoping that, okay, unlike their quarterback, here's the guy who doesn't choke in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, or he learned how. That's the big one. He learned how not to choke in key games. So he was a choker. And then he ended up being, like, arguably should have, could have been the MVP if, if Flacco hadn't had such a good game right. of the Super Bowl itself. Uh, yeah, so he returned that kick for a touchdown at the beginning. It was a, coming out of a half, right? Yeah. God. He was good that postseason, man. Just remember uh, Ray so, Lewis did, like, the little, like, speaking in tongues to him on the sideline. And Jaco- yeah, we'll get to Jacoby Ray. afterwards was like, <laughs> Jacoby, he talked to Mel- Melcher and I about it. Or no, and he basically replayed it. I can't remember what. It, but he basically was like, "Hey, look, I, I go to church. I don't need. I don't need you to. I That's don't, funny. I don't need you to be my preacher, man. That's funny. <laughs> Which everybody, people, guys that play for the Ravens would say. You know, you were either you're kind of into the Ray Lewis speeches, or you correct kind of stood off to the side. You and, and I are thinking Ray of Lewis one former Raven that we yeah. have in common that said that. I'm not going to say who. Um, all right. Um, Number t- number two, or I guess number four. We're counting down. That's number five, Jacoby Jones. Number number four. As you pointed out yesterday, Seth, this delicacy of theirs in Maryland, Maryland crab cake. Maryland. I'm looking at an article from 2015 that unveils the fraud. A report from a conservation group named Oceana finds that your tasty Maryland crab cake yep. isn't safe from seafood fraud. Nope. A full 38% of Maryland crab cakes. That Sing the- it. That the group tested contained imported crab from places as far away as Indonesia and Thailand and the Gulf Coast mm-hmm. instead of Maryland blue crab, Texas crab, Texas crab. You take you took the you you've taken you soul from thieves. it, and dressed it up in purple and black, called it your own. Mm-hmm. Thieves, thieves, all of them. Get your own thing to be proud of, not yeah. our crabs. Yeah, I mean, I've been to Baltimore. I know there's not a lot that kind of fits what Seth's talking about. Like, go find something to be proud of yeah. in Baltimore. You've got a good luck with all that. You've got a naval yard. Yeah, you've got well, you've got the Naval Academy. So there you go. Yeah, that's that's Annapolis. I don't want I, the last thing I want to do is go after our our. No, I know. I'm saying they have that, but that's about it. To like, be proud which of, is really yeah. federal. I mean, it's not even. Yeah, is it even technically isn't a military base actually like federal land? It is in my for, argument. For purposes of this segment, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Go get your own thing. Right. Instead of me paying tax dollars to give you something to be proud of. Right. Not to mention giving you 38% of your crabs. Yep. <sighs> Edible crabs. Yes. Um, so, uh, number three. That's number four. They're frauds when it comes to their crab cakes. Number three. I'll just call them the violent rays. 
Ray no. Lewis and Ray Rice. Oh, yeah. I think it's safe to say these are two fairly violent individuals, or at least they've had a history of violence. Ray Rice, it's on video. Um, Ray Lewis, there were some bloody clothes. Yeah. Something happened there with the Super Bowl in Atlanta. Um, it's not just that they were Baltimore Ravens, but the Ravens like to glorify them. Mm-hmm. Um, they made Ray Rice the honorary Ravens legend a few games ago. Oh, yeah. And we got to be beaten over the head with all these mouthpieces for the Ravens organization about what a changed guy Ray Rice is, which yeah. I think is awesome. I think people can change. That's what they said there, actually, said that we're going to have him beat you over the head with this. <laughs> yes. It was, really On video, t- it was tasteless. In an elevator. It was. it was really tasteless for a guy who supposedly had changed his ways. Yeah. Um, but this is a franchise that glorifies violent people with the first name Ray. It is, yeah. yeah. Of all the evil billionaires in the world, this one might be up there in the power ranking of, yeah, of, of top evil billionaires. Yep, mm. he's certainly climbing the rankings for sure. That's number three. Five fraudulent reasons I hate you. crab cake peddler. Yep. They probably sell fraudulent crab cakes in that stadium. Oh, we've for got, sure. We've got people from Houston. For one, by the way, uh, Baltimore is trying to bar people from going to Houston. They closed the airport down. And uh, for a second... Uh, they, those people from Houston, if they ever are allowed into Baltimore, they're going to be up there eating crab cakes from whence they came. That they could have gotten yeah. a Papa Do's or something. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. There's a bunch of angry people sitting at the airport this morning, supposedly, because of the flights. Really? My buddy actually was able to get on one up there, but I guess there's a certain type of plane that they're flying out of here that doesn't fly well in snow. And, <laughs> yeah, that's what he told me. He texted me. Certain type I'd like of- to not have that plane next time. Flying to Baltimore. <laughs> Where might an airplane ever encounter freezing temperatures? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's like 20,000 in- feet where it's always freezing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, number two, and this is one that came up earlier this week. Uh, the Ravens pawned David Cully off on the Texans yeah. and got two third-round draft picks for it yep. as part of the Rooney rule. I don't hate the Rooney rule, just to be very clear. I hate the fact that John Harbaugh and Ozzie Newsom were talking about David Culley like the Texans just hired Bill Belichick or something. Yeah. Hey, I know he coached he coached Deshaun at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, and uh, he's a hell of a guy. Do you do you yeah. want do you want to hear John Harbaugh's quotes after the Texans hired David Culley? Yeah, yeah. Three years ago, David Culley is a prime example of the term servant leadership. <sighs> he is singularly focused on conducting himself in a manner that brings out the very best. In everyone around him. God, this is the most prepared statement of all time. Who actually says a sentence like this? He is singularly focused on conducting him. Hey, John, what do you think of David Culley as a coach? Well, I'll tell you what. He's singularly focused on conducting himself in a manner that uh, brings out the very I, best I think in everyone around I him. I think what's pretty obvious is uh, the Ravens are one of the most analytically advanced organizations in the NFL. Yeah. And... Uh, Two or three years before now, they they were using AI before everybody else was to write these things. That was AI. That is AI. That was AI, and I know it. Yeah. Um, Harbaugh goes on to say, he's one of the finest communicators and teachers I've ever encountered. Uh, The most important thing about football is the football. Right. It's true. Yeah. You can't deny that. That's true. That part's true. What would it be called? What would you even call the game if there right. was no football? The most important. Yeah, what did he say? The most important about football is what, the uprights. What would you even call this game in which the ball yeah. is minimally touched by the foot? Right. If it weren't for the football, that's a really We're good saying, point. Yeah. Seth. that's a really really good point. What a stupid name for this game. So David Cully. <laughs> this is America's past. It's the dumbest name. The foot ever. touches it like five <laughs> times a game, and it's the most reviled player on your team. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but look, I, I I preface number two here by saying we all love David Cully. He's a great dude. 
Um, but these quotes about him, like the Texans just actually hired a really, really good head football coach, those bothered me at the time. And for purposes of this segment, well, they bother me again. Honorary we're mention to an offense that we're going. Uh, that's going to be an offense. <laughs> So, honorary mention, yeah. uh, since we're talking coaches, yeah. a couple members members of their staff, uh, Mike Devlin, offensive line coach, yep. George Godsey, tight ends coach. Mm. Now, Anthony Weaver is still their defensive line coach, too. We like Anthony Weaver. We love Weaver. Yeah. Yeah, we love yeah. Weaver. Weaver's getting some run for some head coaching jobs I this saw time that. around. Yeah. 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 Weaver would be a good head coach. All right, let's get to, uh, let's get to number one. This was the... Vinny and Haney show on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. You want to know what kind of disrespect the Texans are getting up there? They are basically planning for the AFC title game yeah. next week right now in Baltimore. The Ravens are much better than Houston. I mean, talent-wise. Overall, uh, overall. They're just, I mean, Bob, Houston is a team that, um, how many pro bowlers does Houston have? Oh, no. I'm going to say if it wasn't for, if, if the quarterback won, they had none. Maybe Tunsil. I don't even think, no, I wouldn't even say Tunsil. I would say no pro bowlers. I mean, this was a team that, you know, was picking number two in the draft last last year. So, I mean, talent-wise, the Ravens are much more talented than, you know, defensively. What do we want to take? Theirs or ours? Other than Willie Anderson, probably all of the Ravens guys, especially the linebacker for sure. Pressure starts to make diamonds. Yes. Or turds. Turds, nah. That sounds like a half big Seth Payne wannabe. <laughs> need better that. analogies than that. Yeah. Half big Seth Payne wannabe. <laughs> um, the uh, here's the thing: the whole they were picking number two in the draft last year. Yeah. yeah, that was last year. They sucked last year. Like I don't know if you've looked, but they're going to be picking somewhere in the high twenties this year. The funny, the casual dismissal of Laramie Tunsil kind of annoys me, just because. Like, yes. if you want to look at where the areas of opportunity are versus the Ravens, yes, their overall their roster looks a whole lot better. Um, Ronnie Stanley, the left tackle, has had a rough go of it this year, and Jonathan Grenard kind of took Ronnie Stanley to the woodshed a couple times in that game. Really, like just bulldozed him back like he was a juvenile. And like that's that's an area of opportunity. So to kind of just dismiss as Laramie Tunsil is not a Pro Bowler, which he is, uh, that's uh, that that kind of shows you know, the level of arrogance and dismissal by a team that's the Ravens are going to play uh, the Texans, a team that just one week ago faced a Browns team that honestly came in here and acted like acted like it was no different facing C.J. Stroud than Case Keenum. That's right. They that's they. Right. I, I'm watching. I went back and I watched that Ravens game, uh, the um, Brevin Jordan touchdown again, and I'm watching these like these defensive backs and linebackers <coughs> just like sleepwalking on the Browns. Like they, I like this is a Jim Schwartz defense. Jim Schwartz cocky as hell. Yep. And those guys came in there and they just thought that they were. They thought. They were going to do what those radio hosts just did. Absolutely. Like, oh, we've got more talent. This right. will be easy. Yeah. The dumbest thing you can never do in the NFL. That's why Vinny Serrato there, former GM. Still radio. Is, yeah, like, like, honestly, like, how are you talking about an NFL team like, like it's as simple as like, well, this team's way more talented than the other team. Thus, like, have you not yeah. watched games right. in the NFL? Right. Have you not seen the upsets that happen every single damn week yep. and every year in the playoffs? Yep. My God. If that, I love it. I love, I, I love too. that Baltimore... And, and I would include the quotes from the players who kind of almost smirk when they talk about, you know, hey, hey, Lamar, are you are you are you confident you guys can score enough points? 
It was all he could do to keep from laughing. He said extremely confident yeah. at the end of the cut. And it yeah. wasn't even that. When I went, I heard the audio. I was like, well, he's just expressing confidence in himself. I went and watched it. Oh, yeah. And it was like almost just restraining himself from uh, like bending over laughing he's got over smirk. whether or not they could score points versus that this That should defense. piss off the this, Texans. This, I'm with you. This Ravens team, honestly, they are going to come in mentally unprepared. They're going to come in overconfident. They're going to do just what the Browns did. Yeah. Browns, in many ways, a superior defense to the, to the Ravens. Everybody knows that. Yep, it's, it's commonly known. Yep, uh, they're going to come in and act like, well, you know, the 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 Browns just had bad luck. All right, John McClain is going to join us next. Normally Wednesday, today Friday, we'll get John's thoughts on the Ravens and the Texans coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's a Football Friday Playoff Edition on Sports Radio 610. Live from Twin Peaks Studios, here's Payne and Pendergast. All right, normally joins us at... 825 thereabouts on Wednesdays. Shuffle the schedule around a little bit this week. John McClain, the Hall of Famer, and our senior columnist at SportsRadio610.com joining us on the program right now. John, how are we doing this morning? Doing great. I'm uh, working on my five things to watch in the game and all the things that could be a difference. And it's interesting because the Ravens are tied for first in the NFL with 31 takeaways. And we know who is mm. committed the fewest turnovers that would be the texans with 14 so what are you feeling on that then the this is kind of the irresistible force meets the immovable object who do you think comes out in that battle with the turnovers between these two teams uh the ravens are plus 12 first in the nfl texans are plus 10 tied for third and then they were plus two against the browns in that first game you know lamar jackson didn't play all that well now, maybe it's because of his long layoff since he was hurt for, I think, the last seven games last season. It could have been new offensive coordinator Todd Monkins, a uh, new system for him. But he had an interception and he lost a fumble. And uh, Stroud did not have a turnover. And we had no idea that he was going to be as great as he's been at protecting the ball. So I would assume that Jackson will be better. But, man, the Texans have been hard. Hard to beat because they don't beat themselves. Yeah, I guess, uh, John, the other thing, too, is the way the the Texans' defense um, has gotten a little bit more aggressive over the past couple of weeks. And like they've been good against the run all season long, except curiously versus the Indianapolis Colts. How do you feel about them versus this new revamped offense and this version of it, not the one they saw in week one? I'll tell you an amazing stat. You, know, you guys know how much the Ravens love to – 
run the ball. John Arbaugh demands that they're number one in rushing with 156.5 yards. But they have run for 26 touchdowns. Gus Edwards have 13, and they've only given up six rushing touchdowns. And if they have a weak point, and they don't really, but if they had one, it would be against the run. They're giving up a little over 100 yards. And to give up only six rushing touchdowns is amazing to me. And if the Texans could get 100 yards rushing or more, they know they're 6-1 during the season, 3-0, when Devin Singletary hits triple digits. And I'm not sure what the win's projected to be. It's supposed to be cold as sunshine. But uh, the Texans, you know Bobby Slowick, he's going to – Try to run it, whether he can run it or not. The Ravens' defense under Mike McDonald, who, like Bobby Sloan, is getting a lot of interviews for head coaching jobs. Their defense has been great. Number one, sacks. It, isn't it unbelievable? Wait, Davian Clowney's like a mercenary. He goes from team to team. He ended up with nine and a half sacks, tying his career high that he set here. And they've got three players with at least nine. Justin Mabike from A&M has been outstanding. But uh, if the deep, if the Texans offensive line, to me, was the story against the Browns, you know, Laramie Tunsil shutting down Miles Garrett and the lineman not giving up any sacks, very few pressures, one hit. George Fant replaced Charlie Hack, who'd been worked over big time in the previous Cleveland game and George Fant played well. They need that kind of performance up front. And if they get it again, Texans have a chance to pull a stunning upset. Sean, paint me or uh, John, paint me a picture of what it looks like if the the Texans beat the Ravens. Oh boy. It, well, it'd be the first time they've ever right. been. I guess uh, like the, paint me a picture of how it happens. Yeah, Sorry. what's oh, the most likely scenario? Yeah. That, that the the Ravens, who haven't played a lot of starters, including Lamar Jackson, since the next-to-last game, they come out out of sync. We've seen that happen before. I remember one year the the uh, Colts were so good. Tony Dungy gave them so much time off by the time they played. They were like the first game of the season. They were totally out of sync. You know, Lamar Jackson's not a real accurate passer, and so maybe he comes out out of sync. They commit a turnover, Texans score early, and that kind of takes the crowd out of the game. And then they have to play the run like they did against the Browns, like they did all season, except for that Colts game two weeks ago. And then uh, and then uh, keep it close and hope Kaimi Fairbairn could win a field goal battle with Justin Tucker. I like that scenario. I do think a fast start is going to be key in this game. Um, that the, you know, we don't know. Seth's pointed this out multiple times this week. We, you know, Lamar Jackson coming from behind, it's not been great. You know, uh, it's, it's, He's that's really not had, the game I mean, script like, for them. Yeah. Like the Rams game was the one where like there, there, there haven't been that many times where in the fourth quarter down the stretch, they, they've really, really needed him to deliver. And he did in the Rams game, but like some of these things that people, uh, like I, I feel like people are are just almost assuming that he's going to be fine in the playoffs because he's been a different type of quarterback this year, but he hasn't necessarily been tested in the same way that some of these teams are going to test him yeah. in the playoffs. Yep, he's one and three in the playoffs. He's o two in divisional games, and what the Texans need to do is what the Titans did after the 2019 season when he was MVP. The Ravens were fourteen and two. 
and they played them and they got beat 28 to 12 because they just weren't sharp for the same reasons. And it's happened before, even though Jackson's a totally different quarterback now, if he starts early, say he has an interception early, then that's got to put some doubt in his mind because he knows what his record is. He's been reminded of it all week. You know, it doesn't matter how many MVP awards you get. If you want to be considered a great quarterback, you got to win some playoff games, and one is not enough for him. Well, especially when you're the top seed. You know, I mean, they, they put themselves in this great position. Uh, John, just shifting gears for a minute, uh, I know your take on Bobby Slowick, Bobby Slowick pursuing head coaching opportunities has been – that he you you think eventually that he'll come back here for another year just to get a little more seasoning before he takes a head coaching job in the next job cycle. He did he conducted two Zoom interviews yesterday, one with Carolina, one with Tennessee. Do you still feel the same about that, knowing that Bobby is getting so much interest and now he's actually doing some of these interviews? I'm I'm the only thing I've got to go by is D'Amico did that and uh Kevin O'Connell did that. Ben Johnson did it last year. And I'm guessing Bobby knows he's been a play caller one year and that he's going to be a play caller as a head coach. And one of the reasons he left the 49ers is he he was not going to be the play caller. And to be a coach, he told Kyle Shanahan, I need to experience play calling the success and the failures so I can learn. Well, is one season enough learning for him to become a head coach? And it's interesting to see what his dad, who's been a defensive coordinator for four teams, what advice his dad would give him. And I think we all believe that if he comes back, they're still going to be good, maybe even better, and he might have better opportunities for more money. And uh, sometimes it's like D'Amico said, you know, make sure you get the best opportunity. Well, Carolina is not the best opportunity. Yeah. Even Washington, where Josh Harris, the owner, says he wants minor partners involved. Magic Johnson's tweeting after games about how <laughs> bad they are. They bring in Bob Myers from the Golden State Warriors. Now they hire a GM, Adam Peters, who worked with him for six years. But, you know, even Peters should be worried about the setup that they have there with so many, as they say, too many cooks in the kitchen. So Titans, I'm not sure about that, about if he would go there, even though he knows Rand Cawthorn. And just because they know each other doesn't mean he likes those guys, but he's got two of his former guys from the 49ers who are now GMs. And the fact of the matter is the way the 49ers get people taken every year, next year there might be a couple more uh, GMs, but maybe I'm just hoping but I'll tell you this, the, the coach who spent the most time with C.J. Stroud is not Bobby Slowick. It's Gerard Johnson. And the guy who spent even more time with him behind the scenes is Case Keenum. And Case has had a really strong influence of his season, even though he doesn't get a lot of credit. So hopefully Slowick will stay one more year. And we'll, if he doesn't, we'll say, Bobby, we hardly knew you. Yeah, well, and if he, and, and look, if he's taking head coaching jobs, it means he had a hell of a year as an OC for the Houston Texans. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so we'll take that. John McClain, our senior columnist, SportsRadio610.com. John, you and I will have a Utopia podcast for the people following the game late tomorrow night. What do you got going on on the website? I'm guessing a report card will be coming down the pike after this game. Oh, yeah, I'll have a report card. I'll have a column. I'm working on five things to watch right now. And I have a column yesterday about the Texans can make Houston football history if they 
win this game and why that would be the case. Guys, thank you very much. Have a lot of fun tomorrow. All right, John, we appreciate it. Uh, We will have a lot of fun tomorrow. Hopefully a lot of fun by the time this game is over between the Texans and the Ravens. All right, we head into the 9 o'clock hour. We are getting down to it, man. Game tomorrow at 3.30, kickoff here on Sports Radio 610. Seth and I will be out at the watch party in front of the convention center uh, starting at 12.30. Gates open at 1.30. We'll be out there at 12.30 uh, for Texans countdown tomorrow. Let's take a look, not just at the Texans, but there's three other games this weekend. Which of these games are we most looking forward to um, and why? We will dig into the other divisional round games. Uh, we'll do that coming up next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.